It's time for Tower Talks from Inside Towers, the wireless infrastructure industry's podcast. Industry Towers editorial staff leverages our extensive network of industry sources to provide thorough reporting, pinpoint trends, and arm you with the knowledge needed to thrive in your career. And here's your host, Inside Towers managing editor, Jim Fryer. Welcome to Tower Talks. We are here at the Tower Meetup Americas 2019 in Boca Raton, Florida. It's a terrific show put on by Tower Exchange. And I am here with the CEO and founder of Tower Exchange, Kieran Osmotherly. Kieran, welcome. We were talking about, in one of your panels, how the world market of towers is 4.6 million towers. Is, is that correct? Yeah, we track 4.66 million investable towers and rooftops, which you have to always have to emphasize is a slightly different count to the cell site count, which is, which I understand is closer to 7 million. We're looking at this through the lens of the tower industry. We're looking at structures that or structures and or locations that are either already co-locatable or, or readily upgradable to be co-locatable. So that, that, that narrows it down a little bit. Uh, and then those we we have 297 named tower companies and then there's tower companies that we know exist and that are generally pretty small mom and pop tower companies um but we haven't got them named because you know ultimately their 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 scale isn't quite so significant but if you factored those guys in we're probably talking about over 500 entities worldwide and so you made a successful model of this in africa and then you branched out to where? Yeah, we kicked off in Africa, literally took the house deposit to pay for the venue <laughs> for the venue deposit <laughs> and launched the first show um, to a, a rip-roaring success. Uh, hired my colleague Ariana Neri, who came along to the first African event, and I said to Ariana, listen, this this is working. The same revolution is happening. In fact, it's, it's further ahead in Latin America. Um, and it's starting to happen in Asia. It's already at that point had already largely happened in, in India, but was just starting to bleed into other countries of Southern and Southeast Asia. So I said to Ariana, take your pick. Which, which one are you? Which one do you want to do? And it didn't take her long to come back and say both. Thanks, boss. Um, so uh, uh, Ari launched us into into the Latin American region first, and uh, and Asia soon thereafter, and and um, and off we went. Two, three years later, we were kind of waiting for that firing of the starting gun for the European tower market. And Cellnex gave us that when they acquired towers from Vion's Italian subsidiary, Wind. That, you know, ended our due diligence process on whether we could create a community in Europe because that was a community right there. Uh, and off we went in Europe. So uh, the European events on its fourth iteration now. And we launched a Middle Eastern show in partnership with uh, IHS at the beginning of this year. The Middle Eastern tower market is still very much in, a, in an emerging status. But it was great to bring some of the pioneers of that market space together. And actually, in a way, one of the biggest endorsements you could get for the kind of relationship-driven model that we have, because there ostensibly isn't yet a tower industry in the Middle East. The IHS is still trying to, to close their deal in Kuwait and encountering some, some challenges in Saudi. Um, and there's a Saudi carve-out tower company emerging from, uh, from STC called Tawal. But that hadn't even happened at the time of the meetup, so it was all a, a you know a process of evangelising a, a business model, which could be quite transformational for the Middle Eastern telecom infrastructure market. So again, I I, I take that in many ways as a, a big endorsement of what we do, that we can serve a market kind of before it exists. So, like with China, you have an eye toward doing something there. 
We've been tracking the uh, the emergence of China Tower. Uh, which, uh, congratulations on their uh, fifth anniversary, which is very imminent uh, in a couple of days' time. So China created this tremendous initiative, China Tower Company, on the back of uh, what's loosely translated as the co-build, co-share philosophy and carved out all of the towers from China Mobile, China Telecom and China Unicom into this tremendous new in- new entity, CTC, which subsequently uh, has built over half a million towers uh, to scale the business up to just under 2, millions, uh, 2 million sites and had a successful IPO uh, last year. So that's been completely transformational in China, 100% tower co-penetration in the Chinese tower market now, CTC, represents 97.5% of the market share. And then there's a actually quite a, a fertile ecosystem of, of independent tower companies that uh, own an estimated 40 to 50,000 towers between them in China. Um, so there's those two you know ecosystems at play in China. But what's also interesting is, of course, it's, it's a tower model which has emerged to serve a distinct set of market requirements in a distinctly different market structural and, uh, and political context. So the panels at the meetup yesterday, you know, raised the challenge, what would tower companies do differently if they were going to be a little bit more focused on, on solving social challenges? And of course, that's kind of what China Tower has been founded to do. But it's interesting that in in doing that, they are heading towards some of the innovations and diversifications which Western tower companies are heading towards. For example, they've identified the concept of what they call a social computer room, which, as far as I can tell, sounds like an edge data center. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they've uh, they've created a business unit to focus on small cell and DAS. They've created a business unit to focus on non-traditional tenants on towers, you know, sensors and CCTV and and earthquake monitoring and and all these kinds of systems as well. So it's it's a lot of the same concepts that we're all looking at. But when China Tower pilots an innovation, they pilot it on 50,000 towers. Which you know, to the Western world, gives you an opportunity to drive to proof of concept very, very quickly. So I, I actually think we should all be extremely interested in what China Tower is doing, and and we're hoping that we'll be able to form a partnership with them and and create an opportunity to 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 learn from them and for the Chinese ecosystem to learn from the rest of us in the near future. Great. Yeah, we'll we'll try to stay on top of that as well and and see what they develop. So your current lineup as it exists now of meetups is Meetup America, Meetup Europe, Meetup Africa. Yeah. And what am I missing? Uh, and then we've got the, the Middle Eastern show and then the uh, Asian show in Singapore. Uh, and then the attempts to uh, to get something up and up and running in China, which I, uh, I hope should be ready around the second quarter of 2020. I wondered if there's any kind of general commonality amongst all these varied shows as far as what everybody's looking for and you know what what do they come to the, your, your show for is there a common thing that brings everybody to these well i guess what underpins all these shows is a, a simple notion that the tower industry is an incredibly it's an elegant business model for which i have great respect and, and i have great respect for the leaders and the originators of that business model and ultimately it concentrates a great deal of influence in a relatively small number of hands so you can literally put 250 people in a ballroom in, in Boca Raton, uh, Tower Town, and you can have a very influential community when it comes to the future of Latin American towers. 
and you can apply exactly the same principle to sub-Saharan Africa, to the Middle East and North Africa, to Europe and uh, and to Southern and Southeast Asia. So, so that's fairly simple vision of let's get everyone that matters together for a couple of days a year. And uh, one thing that we've always tried to do is get the conference out of the way. So yeah, we have a little bit of sort of plenary panel sessions to set the context, but we mostly structure these events through roundtable breakouts so that folks can just sit together in a room, bounce ideas off of each other as to the future of the, the tower market in Chile and Peru, or, you know, is there an opportunity in uh, for tower companies to diversify into fiber or whatever the topic du jour that's being covered in that roundtable is. And, you know, spend a lot of time with no structure at all, just, you know, sitting around um, tables and having a chat over a cup of coffee and just facilitating the continuation of dialogues and relationships that already exist and the introduction of new counterparties to one another. You know, there's quite a few tower transactions that I know the introduction was initiated at a tower exchange meetup. Mm. So, you know, that vision of bringing everyone together is a commonality. But I think in terms of the commonalities of the different global tower markets that we serve, I think there's common fundamentals to tower companies from the USA to China to the Middle East and what have you. That basic driver that a telecom tower on a mobile network operator balance sheet is a depreciating asset built to serve the needs of one customer. You take that tower and you put it on a tower company's balance sheet and it comes a, becomes a potential source of long-term recurring revenue from, from multiple credit-worthy tenants. You know, we're correcting a flaw in the original design of, of wireless telecommunications, which created, you know, this overlapping uh, infrastructure. And we're correcting that to a, a more efficient co-location driven model. The capital markets recognize that it's reflected in the in the valuation and the performance of, of tower companies. It aggregates up to now a $330 billion global infrastructure asset class, which is outperforming most relevant comparisons as we mentioned before between them the tower companies now have 69 percent of the world's investable assets which is a pretty good proportion Mm. so that that commonality you know most tower companies stick to that blueprint there's the significant variation when you look at the difference between a pure play independent tower company like american tower sba selnex ihs these guys are fantastic at shareholder value creation and uh, and generating efficiencies they typically trade at ebitda margins between 60 and 80 percent valued 15 to 25 times and then we've got a relatively recent variant on the business model which we call the operator-led tower company Um, an operator-led tower company is a a slightly different animal in that it's uh, at least 50 0.01% owned by the original parent mobile network operator or or mobile network operators. In comparison to a pure play independent tower company, you often see slightly lower EBITDA margins, perhaps 40 to 60% compared to the 60 to 80% of the pure play independents. And that's reflected in valuations. But those valuations at perhaps 10 to 15x are still significantly greater than the valuations of mobile network operators. So I think we've arrived at a day and an age where pretty much everyone understands that a tower that's trapped on a mobile network operator balance sheet is, uh, it's difficult to defend that position to shareholders these days. That, you know, whether you're going to carve it out or sell it, it should be shared. Mm-hmm. Karen Osmo, uh, literally bringing the 
World's Tower Market together. Thank you, Kieran, so much. I'm hoping that I can talk my employers into sending me to Johannesburg. <laughs> I'd hope to see you there, but terrific job down in Boca Raton with the Meetup Americas and uh, continued success, and, and we'll be in touch. Splendid, Jim. It'll be great to have you with us down in Joburg. Okay, great. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Tower Talks. To subscribe to our podcast, our daily newsletter, or use our other industry resources, please visit InsideTowers.com. Until next time, you've been listening to Tower Talks from Inside Towers, the wireless infrastructure industries podcast.